This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solano McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. And we're back. We're doing it. We're doing it. Here we are. Hee-hee. Another week. Another yeah. Hee-hee. Hee-hee. So this week, we're going to talk. I'm very excited. Uh, two seconds ago, not so much. because Josh has been it. thinking about this topic for the last <laughs> month. I? And he's like, when, when can I break this out, guys? And by last month, we mean for the last two minutes. Uh, so this, we came up this was it. this was one of those, um, hey, what should we talk about? And then we all kind of blame. Uh, and then Maya was like, knives. And just like that. Knives. 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 Perfect. Knives seems like something that uh, martial art people love to talk about, especially like Aikido people and people interested in in all that kind of stuff. It, it really seems like, so like in the martial arts world, it really seems like really polar with knives. It either seems like... Um, like you, you really hear about it pretty rarely and that most people are not interested in it, don't want to talk about it, but the people that are talking about it or are interested in it are like, yeah, fuck yeah, knife, yeah. knife, <laughs> knife combatives. Knife. Like, no, and, and then they're like, this, you know, this particular system is the boss. I am amazing with knives. Right. Here's me drilling with knives. Like, it's like kind of niche, but very, like the people that are into it seem very intense about it. So you said this, and I think it, I, I, I believe it is the correct thing. It's like there's two camps. Either it's uh, don't fuck around with it, don't get near it, leave it alone. Don't there if if someone gets a knife on you, you you will die. And then the other camp, which is like, no man, if you know what you're doing, cut it, chop them, grab that thing, knock it out of their hand, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's- or if you know if you know knife stuff, then you cut them. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah, you get yeah, whatever. You cut, cut them before yeah. they could cut you, like whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I was remembering. Uh, I saw what's the dude? He's on Forged in Fire. He's a uh, like a Filipino martial art guy. You know who I'm talking about? I don't follow Forged in Fire. Oh, okay. um, there is a guy I can't think of his name right now, but he's on YouTube a lot. And if he was on Forged in Fire, that would explain why he's popular on YouTube. So there's this guy I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, and uh, I watched it. He was on YouTube. I was watching this video, and he was showing uh, like his his knives, the knives that you know that he whatever. makes. Yeah, the knives he makes, but also just part of his collection, and whatever. And he and he does have uh, now that he's on Forged in Fire, his own set of like you know whatever. And these knives were just like, in some ways, I don't want to say this, like, I'm going to sound like an asshole saying, but they were silly. (laughs) They seemed silly because of the design or what, like, they were really just specifically made for, like, if you are wanting to, like, skin somebody, you know, like, gut, like, stab and gut and skin, like, that's it. And I'm thinking, like, who are the people that are doing this? Like, who are the people that are... Tra- now, I personally, we train knife stuff a lot. Um, knife defenses and things, right? And we wrestle around and we train knife, knife things a lot. I am a no, under no delusion that I'm ever going to have to do any of that <laughs> ever. What if you're on a submarine and you're the cook 
Uh, but you used to be a Navy SEAL. And it's currently being taken over by a guy pretending to be an then, Irishman. When I do it, I am definitely going to hold my uh, in the reverse grip. Yeah, reverse grip. Reverse grip that sucker uh-huh. uh, as he's coming to me. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's what I think about knives. Um, so, uh, yeah. So and, and we've put together, you know, Chris has put together several videos. We've done a few of the videos, uh, the knife, sort of knife fighting videos, like walking through what kind of happens when you're trying to. Um, and, I, and I feel like that was a, a illuminating experience. Mm-hmm. It, or it should, you know, I knew it already just from the times that we've already done. But. You know, it was there, it's there now out for people to look at if they want. But it's illuminating, I feel like. People are very divisive about that video. A lot of people really hate that video. Because um, we're no good. We don't know what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, there are other people who are like, oh, finally, some people speaking sensible things about knives. And that's probably the two camps that Maya talked about in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, Josh, you mentioned an interesting thing, and I think... I don't know if this is tangential to the topic, but like talking about knives, like there's people that are interested in like what happens in an interaction where you have a knife, you have it or they have it, like the actual martial arts piece of knife stuff. And then there's people that are interested in the stuff, the knife, like what you were talking about with um, the guy who has all of the crazy knives that you can skin people with and they're all, you know what I mean? Like that's like gear, like equipment obsession. And well, that's, that's like that a whole, whole thing. separate thing. You know, at, <laughs> like, com- at Combat Con, uh, there were cla- they was there's a lot of knife class and different kind of things. Uh, and you know, one of the things they're like, here's how you wear your knife, and they have various ways that you can carry a knife. You know, mm-hmm. um, and some ways are better than others depending on what you're really thinking about. Some ways to me seem like a bit of overkill for normal people walking around on the street. You know, at I think least to me, knives just seem like sort of like the cool, edgy, um, pun intended, yeah, ha, uh, cool, edgy, like thing to have with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that ranges from like really dorky people who are like, look at my knife, it's got like the multicolored, you know, mm-hmm. what blade is the, on what it. is the butterfly, but <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. butterfly knives, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to like, uh, you know, like tactical guys who are like, yeah, got my knife on me, and like. While you could say that they have a uh, more of a tension towards the like practical aspect, I think a lot of that as well is some of that cosplay piece. Um, <laughs> yeah, Peter Pan has a knife. Yeah, it's cool to have a knife. I right. have, I mean, totally. I have. <laughs> I have. Yes. I have two right now. <laughs> you know, there was um, this chick in uh, uh, when we went to visit my sister in New Orleans, and we did like. Uh, um, oh God. A uh, tour, haunted, haunted, a haunted New Orleans, yeah, yeah, like a haunted New Orleans tour, and the chick given the um, given the tour, um, you know, she was like really into the like haunted stuff, and yeah. you know, she was kind of dorky, but like very fun. What a like a great tour guide, you know, really interested and in, you know doing a good yeah, job. I enjoyed of, the tour, yeah, enjoyed doing tour. a great job of her job. Um, but she wore, I swear to God, uh, she had like a skirt on, but like like. God, like 16 at least, at pocket least. knives. Least. I kid you not. Like, it was like a, a hilarious amount of knives on her belt. And I commented to Chris, like, like 15 to 20 knives and not a single one of them a good knife. Because right, right, right. they and were Maya all. Maya was correct. 
They were all like the like um like gift shop kind yeah, of knives. Yeah, you buy at like, a gas station for five bucks or ten really bucks. clunky. Yeah. Um, probably look, look like they were not very easy to open and use very quickly. Look like they probably were not uh ke- like well kept. Like if they were you know sharpened or whatever. Like they they also had like the you know crazy patterns and you know just a eagle, lot of an eagle on right, yeah. an American flag. A lot of silliness. Bullets, camouflage, bullets, all and, that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, that all being said, I'm sure that there were you know there are people that are like, oh, I'm not gonna mess with that chick. She's got 16 knives. I mean, you know that that is and maybe rightfully true. so. Um, but they didn't seem like the most useful set of knives. And I think that that actually perfectly represents how a lot of people's relationship to knife stuff is, is very like, um, over-exaggerated sort of, um, cosplay-esque, like, well, playful. You know, so Chris talked about this a lot in our self-defense classes and, and different, and we've done some like knife, uh, training classes. Um, so look, we all carry knives here. Uh, different different kinds. Probably most of the people that we know carry uh, knives. Right? Oh yeah, I bet. I bet almost everyone we know carries knives. The thing about it is, carrying a knife isn't from a martial uh, standpoint isn't enough. Like you have to be able to do the thing with the knife that you're doing. So if you're carrying a knife for self defense and you know you've never pulled it out of your pocket under any kind of duress like stress that thing is not really going to be all that beneficial for you probably right in a time that you need it now it's also probably not going to be the best thing for you anyway you know like in in a situation it might be the only thing uh in some situations like self-defense situations but it's probably it wouldn't be the go-to Especially yeah. if I'm at any kind of distance with anyone, I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, let's go. Let, let's you know. Let's go into actually why uh, knives maybe aren't the best if you're gonna use a if you're if you're needing to use a weapon in a situation that's you know like life threatening. Why might that not be the most ideal choice? I mean, there's a ton of reasons why it's not really a great choice. Um, the the problem when we start to talk about knives is. We have to talk about one side and then the other side really yeah. quick because there are truths on both sides. And so if I just line up the truths on one side, which I'm going to do right now, but if I just line up the truths on one side, then it's like the other side's like, oh, oh, but this and this and this and this. And and those things are true also. And I think if you do a little math between the two sides, you come up learning that knives are, are poor choices of weapons and and, and a poor uh, use of your time and training Um uh, for lots of reasons, but but anyways, okay. So knives aren't great weapons because they they don't do a lot of what you want a weapon to do. So basically, what a weapon's going to do is it's going to create attrition for you. It's going to allow you to take more. Um, it produces greater power and causes greater damage. I should say causes greater damage than creates more power, but causes greater damage than you would without a tool. Um, and uh, it uh, uh, and and range is the other thing you want. So a knife doesn't provide much range. It provides you a few inches, and hey, that few inches might be very valuable, but it only provides you a few inches, especially of, a pocket knife of distance. Yeah, yeah. a pocket knife. Yeah, that that's a special category of terrible when we talk about <laughs> knives. Um, but so that everyone seems to be into. Yeah, it doesn't give you much reach. 
Um, it does create way more, it does way more damage than you would without a knife. And that's actually part of why we need to talk about the other side in a second. But as far as weapons go, it doesn't do a tremendous amount of damage in the way of stopping power. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's in the lots way that of a sword wood or, right, yeah, yeah. or a stick even yeah, or a pipe. Or... There's tons and tons of, of situations Golf on the books club. that say, um, you know, that, uh, uh, a guy got stabbed 50 times, yeah, right? And time, kept fighting right, right. or whatever, right? So so you know that 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 that's true like um and then as far as uh, attrition, it doesn't offer you any, right? So meaning it, I mean I guess you could say if you're smashing your hand against the wall, smashing the knife against the wall is better than smashing your hand, but it doesn't afford you much defensive capability, right? So it doesn't doesn't give you much. So as far as weapons go, it really is low, very very low on the list of why you would want a weapon right so i can point to any other weapon that you could carry and it would do better right so like um an ass baton which a lot of people don't like right now uh mostly because of that guy who looks similar to me um uh (laughs) ass batons uh, some kind of baton um provides greater length um arguably creates greater damage and we could talk about why that might be or why that not might not be and provides you some attrition because it is long enough that it can start to defend you against things coming in right so i.e you can't block something with a knife because it's too small it just doesn't provide any blocking force you're gonna take it on your hand or it's gonna flip off the top of the knife and get you whereas a a club even a short club 18 inches or so is gonna provide you more attrition so if you've never done weapon stuff which maybe some of our listeners haven't aren't really familiar with weapon stuff like what longer the longer you get the more cover the weapon provides you if you are behind wherever they're swinging um, and that's limited because it's a stick and not a wall or something, but it provides you some cover. So just, just giving that background for people that maybe have never used weapons before. I think anybody that has, they can kind of see how you can block someone with a weapon and right. kind of protect yourself in that way. Right. I mean, you know, still better than empty handed and, and, you sure, know, like, sure, sure. And and we should probably talk about, I mean, there's just so much to get into. And it's, I know I, I can hear the second I start to talk about something, someone someone going blah and shouting out about the other side. And I want to correct it almost as soon as I say it. But if I keep doing that, we won't get anywhere. But, you know, so if you look at unarmed, um, attrition is zero None. other than what your body has. So right. you are offered no additional attrition. And that just means if you just pounded someone in the head, eventually your hand gets hurt yeah, and you can't right. use right. it anymore. And so that's bad. So a knife offers you way more attrition right. than so you're not, empty you're, handed does. You're yeah. talking about not even taking damage, but as you're giving damage, you're still taking Getting damaged. Right. Right. Yeah. side effects of that damage. The, that's the, right. Yeah, that's, that's how it happens. That is right. the, that's what goes on. And I don't yeah. think people think about that a lot, but you know, especially if you haven't thrown a lot of punches, you are very likely to hurt your hand, especially right. in a wild engagement where, you know, like, I mean, bare knuckle boxing can be kind of different because it's a little more uh, organized in the sense of like, you know, basically what they're going to do roughly. Right. But in a fight where you could hit a wall right, and hit a yeah, all, who yeah. knows what's going on. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, hit a dude's cell phone. I was in a fight with a guy and uh, I, this is an unorganized fight. And uh, I, I, I did a sweep. I took the guy down. I mounted him and I threw a punch at his face and he moved his head and I smashed my hand into the cement, you know, right. like, and so it's like, you know, had that been a knife, at least it would have just been a broken knife right, right, and, right. and not my hand at the time. 
Um, so, so like, you know, you're offered zero attrition unarmed. So knife does give you more of that, right? The amount of damage you can create with your hands, elbows, knees, feet is nothing compared to what you can do with a knife. Right. You know, if you doubt that, get a chicken breast out, put it on a cutting board and punch it as hard as you want and see what you do with the chicken breast and then get a knife and yeah. casually drop the knife on top of the chicken breast and see what happens to it. And you'll see the difference between the two, you know? Um, and then as far as range goes, like I said, it's not much really, but. A few, I mean, you know, to be a fair, few a, a few inches might make a difference right. if that's, you know. Yeah, and you could argue that with kicks, and you could say, well, a kick is still longer reaching. Of course, mm-hmm. if you were kicking at a guy with a knife, you're very likely to, to not step successfully down on that right, leg again. Right, right. To get, right. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I think it would be good to, to look at the other side of, like, what is the benefit of having – I mean, I guess you kind of did say – what the negatives are of being unarmed, but that sort of implies what the positives are of having a knife versus nothing. Right, right. Yeah, and and, and that is it. Like, having a knife is better than having nothing. Right. It is not as good as having any other weapon. Right. right. It's like, um, almost like it's like the entry level weapon, like the first, like level one in terms of and, weapons comparatively and to And I unarmed. think you just hit right. on the reason why knives are so popular because it's probably the first tool that people received that could be yeah. a weapon and their mom allowed them to right. have, right? Well, and it's a very simple, it's an easy thing. I can carry a knife in my pocket yeah. uh, and I don't look like a weirdo. Uh-huh. Right. Whereas, like, if I'm walking around with a samurai sword or a gun, right, even, right. or whatever else, people are gonna, or a baseball bat, or a stick, or a lead pipe, or like whatever, people are gonna be like, "Well, what are you doing?" Yeah, and so, I, I think like, you just you can have a, you know, I think you just hit on the like the big other thing that people will say that's good about knives is the portability and the ability to uh, conceal that weapon, which for people that want to you know, feel that they have some self-defense capabilities beyond just what their body can provide. Having a knife that, you know, is tucked inside your pants or in a purse or something is comforting and very mobile and easy to carry. And that's all pretty good stuff. Sure. It's pretty good stuff. The problem is it's not as good as a pistol um, as far as carrying goes. It's not as good as pepper spray. (laughs) Yeah. And and, like it's not as good as like... And, and a pistol offers you so many more advantages in so many more ways than that knife does that it's insane, you know, like. I will say the other, uh, you know, again, looking at the other side of that, um, I don't have to worry about having a knife. You know, if I have a pistol, there's a lot of worries that come with that. Sure. Like I have to worry about, you know, if I go to the bathroom and I have to pull it out and set it somewhere, am I going to forget it and, you know. And I'm saying this because people, this is something that happens, uh, or whatever else, you know, like it is a very accessible thing. A knife is a very accessible thing. Mm-hmm. I can have it. It's going to sit here always. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I go someplace. No one thinks I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about it accidentally discharging and shooting my junk off or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, a there's a lot of. I think that's the the entry level for it right. is is the thing that makes it so right. And I nice think yeah, I mean, and I I think that's uh, again it is it makes you feel like you don't have to be as responsible as a firearm makes you feel. Yes. And in my opinion, that is also a problem when we talk about 
self-defense because self-defense is a thing where you are choosing to take responsibility. So if you can't take responsibility for a pistol, then you shouldn't be carrying a knife to defend yourself either. You know, like that, like, I'm just saying that it's like, it's like a way to kind of shirk it. Like, oh man, everyone's mom's got a kitchen full of knives. You know what I mean? So like everyone's got knives. And like, if I left my knife laying around and little Timmy stuck himself in the eye with it, well, it could have been any knife. It's not just because it's my knife. Like, but if Timmy shot himself in the head, then it's like, why'd you bring a gun in my house? You you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. And so it's like, and, and that's a real concern, but you shouldn't like to me that that like uh, that comfort is a little bit of a trick. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. No, well, I, think you, I, I, yeah, right. I think you hit the. It definitely is a trick, but I think it's it is the thing. It's true, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing that, but it's the reason that, that's what, yeah. like so. There's this camp that believes, and I I mean I I can't help but be uh, an antagonist for this camp. But there's a camp that like really loves knife, and they believe a lot of stuff exists about knife that doesn't exist about knife, mm-hmm. and um and they say stuff like that, you know, and so like they're knife, like knife. Knife dueling. <clears throat> yeah, knife, knife dueling, dueling, right? That's a like, good example, yeah. knife dueling, um, which we can talk about. Uh, but, but you know, it's it's like they're saying, you know, it's the same people who will try and tell me like studying weapon systems is way dumb compared to studying unarmed systems because unarmed systems, I'm always ready, bro. And it's like... <laughs> th- that is a weird fantasy you have. You're always ready to get killed. I mean, that might be true, right. you know? Yeah, but like, yeah. I don't know. Or beat up or, yeah. Yeah, so... Not, I think it, it. We've we've sort of opened a can of worms without thinking about how we were opening a can of worms with knife because there's so much. There's so many ideas around it. Mm-hmm. So, like, oops. Uh oh. That's my done with work. Oh, okay. Um. She was doing this on the clock. What? I am now going to world. call your boss <laughs> right now. No. Give me their number. <laughs> All right. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I just I think that we've sort of hit some different pieces, so maybe we can kind of hone in on how we want to continue the rest of this conversation because there's just so much to talk about. Yes. Um, so we've talked somewhat about some of the pros and cons of a knife and uh, why people want to have them and why they they people consider them a good entry-level alternative to other weapons that you might have with you that, that you could possibly carry around um maybe before because i do of course want to talk about like how how does this apply to aikido and and what we train and why do we train with the weapons that we train with etc but before we get there maybe we could talk about um like the other side of knife stuff which is people attacking you with a knife i don't know if that's the right place to go next but that's my that's my two cents but what do you want to say about that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, don't let them. Yeah, don't I let mean, them. I think this is so. Like, whenever people talk about you know uh, weapon self defense, people go, "What if you got shanked with a knife?" Like, this is the aside from gun stuff, which people kind of feel like with guns, it's you know, th- there's no help for you <laughs> other mm-hmm. than you know some cool like martial arts looking disarms and and or run hide fight or whatever that is. Um, but I think aside from that people think of knife stuff as like, what would I do if someone threatened me with a knife, attacked me with a knife, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, kind of like I said at the start, there's there's two camps with that. There's people that, that look at that as there's a whole set of techniques, there's knife fighting stuff that you can do to protect yourself and, you know, here's how you can disarm, et cetera, so forth. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people that go, just like the gun, hmm. If you're within a certain range, you're pretty much screwed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're silly and stupid to think that you could ever 
even imagine a situation where you could come out of that okay. Mm-hmm. And I mean, here's is just super divisive stuff to talk about because. So uh, I would way rather if if you gave me the choice, hey Chris, you're going to be in a wrestling match with a guy who's got a gun, or you're going to be in a wrestling match with a guy who's got a knife. I would pick the guy with the gun because um, the gun at that range is really not offering any super advantage that the knife's not, and the gun can really only kill me in it's one very, one right, spot. Right, right, right. It's um, a very limited mobility wise. Right, yeah. and that one spot has to be. Um, uh, activated in a very specific way. Whereas with the knife, I mean, the knife could fall on the ground what? and we could roll into the right. knife and There's it could stab me so, right. and kill me, There's you know? There's so many ways that that yeah. could go bad for you. Yeah, and... and uh, you so, could be using it on the other guy and cut yourself. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. A, I mean, absolutely. Like, like, so so I would way rather wrestle with a pistol than... Uh, I mean, meaning if I'm attacked with, and right now I'm only going to speak from that side, but... Uh, if I'm attacked with some uh, someone and we're in a close, close, close quarter situation, wrestling, wrestling, right, wrestling, distance. I would way rather deal with a gun than a knife, and that's because the knife can just create a ton of damage in a very, very limited area, and that damage will likely cause me life changing injury, right? Yeah. Um, by life changing injury, so let me let me talk about like facing a knife. Why a knife is so terrible? Because it's like a knife can hit me many times in a way that I won't stop fighting. But um, I will die later. Um, mm. I will uh, have to get terrible skin grafts. I will have to have pieces of my intestines replaced. Right, 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 uh, yeah. I will lose ligaments and not gain, not be able to use parts of my limbs anymore. Um, you know, all kinds of really horrible things can happen to me um, in a short amount of time, and and that's really horrible. And then if we flip it for one second and talk about a knife being used on the other side. So while you will be killing that guy later, none of the damage has enough stopping power generally. I mean, you know, there are things that could absolutely stop someone, but most of the damage is not going to stop them then, and they'll die later, but you could already be killed by the time that, you know, so like someone could get you a rear naked choke and you could stab Stab them in the belly a whole bunch of times and then you pass out and they just keep holding the hold until you you get brain damage, you know, and like they die die and you you die, die, you know. Um, and that is most of the situations with knife, and that's like knife dueling. When you talk about knife dueling, which is ridiculous, and and it's not saying it doesn't have a historical precedent, and not saying it doesn't happen in a lot of different cultures, um, but knife dueling is basically a double suicide. You know, like that's what it is. Like if you're facing someone with a knife, don't fight them with a knife. Go get something right, longer. Right. Run the hell away. Like right. anything but that, because you're most likely both There's going no to get skill set that is going to give you enough whatever that's to right. to overcome what's happening in that situation that's right that's yeah. right okay and this is what we address in that um a knife fight doesn't exist knife fights don't exist video and right. so if you're interested in the concept of wait a second what do you mean it's mutual death what do you mean you can watch that video on our youtube because we right. go kind of into why why that right. is different. yeah if you're interested in any of this actually you should watch that why knife fighting doesn't exist and then also watch heinz knife theory um because i have two videos out and heinz knife theory just goes into intimate details about why the other part is true right so the other part explains it briefly but the other part goes into to great detail and and i give you lots of little drills you can go through to understand for yourself why these things are true um okay so that said and why you know it's horrible to face a knife um if you did have to face a knife and you're thinking of training as a martial artist, then of course one of the the check marks on that list of things you need to develop to be able to defend yourself is being able to do close quarters weapon grappling. That that is something you have yeah. to do. And so like 
Um, there are tons of techniques you can use to disarm someone and to defend close quarters against a knife. And those things are all, as a martial artist who wants to learn self-defense, those are things you should learn. They're not high probability. They're just all there is. Right, right. right. And I think people have a difficulty grasping because, once again, talking about those two camps, both camps are sort of not looking at a piece of it, which the, the, the camp that looks at it and goes, you're fucked. Now, while that is mostly right because it's a really fucking difficult situation and like chris said earlier like it's there's going to be a lot of mutual you know death or you know (laughs) later problems by you're not going to get out of it unstabbed basically right um but and then the other side is also saying like well here's all my cool ninja knife stuff and here's how i'm going to do 15 different disarms and you know my 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 um super cool looking forms and stuff both sides are missing the piece that like, yes, it is very difficult and and not a great situation to be in, but the things that are available are the things that 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 a person w- will be able to try. Right. Like those yep. are the, the only things that you can do. And and so if you're going to learn about that area, then those are the things you're gonna learn. And it's a not that big of an area. There's a, a simple set of things that you're going to try and work with and do, and it is totally learnable and hopefully you'll never have to use those skills right 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 yeah and it's it is its own skill set so uh you know i've rolled with uh black belts in brazilian jiu-jitsu and when there's a knife involved even if they have the knife because i've trained a bunch in in weapons grappling the odds skew a lot so meaning that they all of a sudden have a really difficult time because i think there's a lot of stuff when you do weapons grappling, that if, if you're just used to regular grappling, if you think you've done wrestling or Brazilian jiu-jitsu and you're ready to, to close quarters grapple with a weapon, you're wrong because there are a lot of special skills and a lot of ideas. And, you know, so, for example, uh, in uh, regular grappling, say we're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu submission grappling, you're like, oh, I know submission, so I basically understand how to deal with someone with something in their hand like a weapon. No, it's not true because when you train and you build a game for unarmed grappling, you're building a game that is symmetrical, meaning you can always choose to go to the right or left. When you're learning weapons, you have to always go to the weapon side, right? You always have to deal with the weapon first and foremost. And so that means you're available to a lot more sweeps and a lot more counters. And if you don't know how to stop switching, there's all kinds of skills you have to build. So it's its own skill set. Now, uh, facing someone with a weapon, you're likely to still die anyways. But if you're into training stuff to be as good as possible, that is something you should train. And also, it's just, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I li- I like weapons grappling. That's, it's very fun uh, you know, as long as it's not real. Right, right to me, yeah, as long as it's not real, it's, it's the 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 key. Um, because you know, if you we've all done it a bunch, and we've also got poked a lot with rubber knives. We've also got smacked a lot with wooden knives. We've also right. you know, right, right. Um, and it's not it's not too terribly fun sometimes. We've also got poked with uh, markers uh, in in videos and stuff. So uh, it cannot be fun in that respect but it's also it's also fun and you know and very informative too i mean it's a, a like like chris said a different aspect of uh uh ground grappling if you if you've done unarmed ground grappling it really brings a different flavor to it it's definitely it feels to me uh and am i uh correct or incorrect that like with a knife it is going to be grappling because it can't. I mean, I guess it's contact in the same way that, like, maybe boxing's contact. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's probably going to be 
uh, grappling, especially if you both are are armed. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it's almost unavoidable. Um, and it really depends on how you're using the knife. So, for example, how we would use a knife in Aikido, because we're using the Aikido philosophy, um, it it might not turn to grappling any any more anyways than uh, unarmed would turn into grappling, mm, right? Sure. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but just because our objective is never to get the other person, it's just simply to, to make distance. And so... Right. Um, so it's anti-fight, therefore anti-grappling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, that, you know, it all depends on how the odds skew up. So I can't make a definitive (laughs) statement about that. But, but, um, if you are with a knife actively trying to get someone, I guarantee that it's going to turn to grappling unless they have a longer weapon, which would be smart for them to have because, um, they're just going to take a cut or two and then grab you because they don't want you to do it anymore. It's the same thing that happens in a boxing situation, right? So if you're boxing with someone and, um, they're a better boxer than you you will grapple yeah, you'll clinch you to clinch stop them from doing right, that right? Right. And, and vice versa and you see the same thing in professional boxing where guys are great boxers when they're getting out boxed they clinch so they can take a break and not not get hit anymore right the number one worst place to be if the other person has a knife and you do not is hovering on the edge of yes. where they can cut you that's right and you're liable to do that if you're not sure what to do and you're trying to kind of get away but you don't have a lot of space and you're feeling pressed and the only real, I mean, at least that I've found, the only real response aside from get away, you know, get a bunch of space and get away or get a longer weapon is to um, find an opening and close distance and get inside because then at least you have the hope of isolating their weapon arm and, you know, controlling their hands so that they can't use the knife right, anymore. Then be, right, and, then it, and then, you know, and then it becomes grappling. And so right. if there's someone that's bigger and more dominant, then you're also fucked that way. But right. yeah, at least you have a chance there. Knife fighting's just like tennis. You know, you can play the net or you can play back, but you can't play midcourt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the reason is because um, you just don't have enough time. And so like, you know, if you play the net, the angles are cut down more because you're closer to the ball. So you can get on top of them very fast. And if you play backcourt, you can watch the ball develop longer so you can get to wherever it is but if you play midcourt you get screwed because it's the worst of both worlds for you and the same is true with knife if you're hovering in the distance that they can reach out and cut you then they're going to reach out and cut you and you don't have enough time to respond so if you're closer than that well it's deadly because they're close but at least you can stop everything early and if you're far away they've got to come and get you with the knife so you can see it as it develops you know i think that leads us in really nicely to because obviously we are interested in training with knives and we, you know, train with Tonto for within Aikido and and different stuff like that. So maybe we could, uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, how we approach that and why we choose to include that in your style. Um, I think Tonto is, uh, so as far as like weapons go, uh, for arm stuff, uh, Tonto's the least obtrusive, right? So meaning if we did everything with a, you know, seven foot spear, it's like, well, fuck, dude, the seven foot spear is always hitting the ground and especially with new people. So like a knife gives you the weapon hand emphasis that you would have with any weapon. Um, but it's the least cumbersome. It's the least cumbersome, right? Exactly right. Got it. And so, so it's, it's really a stand-in. It's a stand-in, right? For anything. Right. Yeah. That's exactly right. right. All Aikido Taijutsu, in my humble opinion, non-humble opinion, is um <laughs> is uh is is uh knife stuff, right? And and why I specifically say it's knife stuff is because it's like it's just whatever short weapon, which is right. the stand-in for whatever weapon. Right. So in it could hand. be a gun, it could be a walk. Sure. Exactly right. It could, right. Be, it could be all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um and we and we sort of train it 
as all of that sometimes, depending sure. on what we're Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I did a Wagazashi class last night. Um, well, ma'am, who brought up this topic, what else do you, what, what was your, I mean, or, I think, or did we kill I it? think we can't, I think we can't get out of here without talking a little bit about knife dueling. Um, and yeah. also we can't get out a little bit without talking about the history of knives and knife systems. And because there is a lineage of, of knife systems, I think people feel like, when you tell them the things that we just said about knives, the truths about knives, they're likely to deny them because they're like, oh, well, this th – there is this knife there fighting this school. System that's it's been around since around 1753, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so, like, it's been a long time, you know? And I, I don't think they can they can understand everything that's going into that, you know? And so, like, there's people – I remember I saw a book that was talking about the Spanish Rose um, – uh, if you don't know what that is. So basically, if you study La Verdad Estreza, there's this, um, which is a Spanish uh, rapier fighting system or sword fighting system that that um, uh, had, had a lot of success against uh, other European systems for a while and got a kind of like a almost mystical quality about it where it's like, oh, all the masters of this system are, are great. Anyways, there's this basic pattern that you can use to um, teach you how to move around. And so people will say like, oh, you know, Bowie fighting, uh, like Bowie knife, uh, Bowie knife, Bowie yeah. knife uh, with, uh, uh, with Classic. the, you can use that with the Spanish rose. And it's like, well, you can make those movements, um, but because you don't have three feet of steel in front of you, right. you have eight inches of steel in front of you, you can't do the same things. And like La Verdad Estreza, which is, I'm, I, I know almost nothing about it, but but um, that system uses a lot of blade-on-blade -blade contact, and you can't do blade-on-blade -blade contact with knives. It just, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't work. And I know we could, I know we can pretend to do it. I know we can do forms with it, and I know we can show it in movies and videos, and I know it's a real cool idea to think that you could knife fight like you sword fight, where the knives are clacking against each other and stuff like like in under siege right, right, uh, right, right. Um, i know it's fun to think that but it's not true because the knife's so short that you will get the knife in your hand or it will flip off the top right, of the, right. the knife they don't they don't stick together in the same way now could they and have they in history yes that those are true but it's gonna you know 90% of the time, right. it's not going to happen. Well, and, and we also, can point at the 10% and right. say like, oh, it does, it has happened. Well, and I think that's also because when you when you look at something of like, if we know that we're knife fighting, you know, you get in the habit of like, I'm knife fighting, so I'm fighting the knife, like her knife. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, uh -huh. mm -hmm. Instead of just fighting her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what gives people this impression that this thing can happen. Right. Because I'm fighting her knife. But it's like, look, no, if I really wanted to stab her at any point or cut her or whatever, that's going to happen. Right. And so I think that's kind of where this whole thing also comes in. Even if we're doing it in a live, live-ish setting, uh, we're, you know, practicing or whatever. Because... A, we're, we're not trying to actually kill each other anytime we're, you know, training. Um, and because we're doing a thing, knife, I'm making my fingers like knives. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you end up doing something that's not, not, doesn't represent what you really would be doing or wanting to do if my real goal was just to murder someone. Right. That's right. This is, can I expand on that a little bit? Um, so like no <laughs> um of course so like with sword fighting the reason that sword fighting looks the way that it does is because it's not that we are trying to hit each other's swords 
we are trying to hit each, at least in quote unquote real sword fighting, we are trying to hit at the other person's body, head, you know, core, hands, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the swords provide that amount of distance and opposition that allows us to hide behind the sword and block and and protect ourselves successfully so that it looks like, oh, they hit for your sword because you blocked and they hit your sword instead of you. Right. And so that kind of gives us that aesthetic quality that people see right. in sword fighting. This is that, you know, three musketeers where they're like back and forth yes. with the mm-hmm. thing. And mm-hmm. it's like And that's the thing that people try and imitate where they actually just hit at each other's swords and like if you've done some sword fighting, you can start to look at that and, and see the difference between people hitting yeah, at each other's swords. It looks ridiculous immediately, yeah. Yes, and people hitting at each other's bodies. And with knives, the knives, like Josh was saying, they don't afford you the distance or the opposition that allows you to protect yourself in that way. And so if the person was really hitting at your body, your head, your your hands, they're probably going to get you right. because they're in the close enough distance and they your sword your your knife can't protect you yeah. in that way. Maya is using a technical word here and I think most people probably don't understand this word. Um it, because it's very technical for sword fighting and the word's opposition. And uh, opposition is basically um, ideally in a sword fight, you're always putting, you're always finishing with your sword in a position that uh, defends you naturally, right? So if I take a high line on someone, my high lines, including what would happen after I hit them. And so after I hit them, if they tried to return hit to my head, my sword would be in the way of that hit. Um, and so it's, it's a technical thing you have to learn to do when you're sword fighting, because if you don't provide opposition, you, you can't get anywhere because every time you hit them, they hit you back back. because every time I'm in range to hit them, they will be in range to hit me. A sword provide or sorry, a knife provides zero opposition. And so if you just understand the concept of opposition and you apply that to knife fighting, you'll quickly realize that there is no opposition in knife fighting. You have to do everything with distancing and angle, and that just becomes too cumbersome, right? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't do that. And so while I say sometimes, and I really don't think this is true, but it's like I'll leave the the shred out there of possibility. If you were some kind of knife god, um, and you really like, I mean, you would have to be athletically above and beyond everyone. You would have to process super fast. fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. like you'd have to just be the dude. Um, But you could maybe do it. You could maybe survive knife fights and consistently win knife fights. Um, But without opposition, mere mortals cannot. So if you're a mere mortal, you can't knife fight without dying too. It just, it doesn't work out. Or at least getting super yeah, cut up. getting cut sure, up. And sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so then when I say that, people say, oh, you know, there are guys who blah, fight blah, knife blah, fights. Blah, and, and, and my answer is those people have gotten lucky multiple times. I mean, there's all kinds of people who have, like, you know, survived yeah. three plane crashes sure, right, and, right, you know, right. a shark Light, attack. Lightning and, strikes. Right, yeah, shit happens. Getting but, shot 50 times right, or whatever. Right, but that's not likely. And so, so or it's, it's, uh, it's lucky. It's just lucky. And so, like... Um, could we be in a knife fight and um, I cut your hand so bad you can't use it in the first few seconds so then we don't fight anymore? Yes, that's totally possible, but it's luck that that happened. It's not a skill that you can regularly train against someone else who is doing the same thing you are. If you're equal with someone, you both die. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the the thing of here's an example of someone who survived or who has won multiple knife fights, that's all coming from that um, perspective of, you know, those are stories that are miraculous and people share them a lot. And they're, you know, we live in the age of the internet. And so it's easy for people to go, look, look, look at this example. And like, that's not good data. That's right. just right. stories that people are sharing that are 
um, outside of the norm right, because right. it is outside of the norm. So it's interesting and miraculous and But cool. you can't use that to prove the point. Right. No. That's right. You That's know. right. Yeah. And, you know, then people say stuff like, oh, you know, what about the Italian history of knife fighting? You know, like there's a, a, an Italian history of knife fighting. It's like, well, that's born out of poor people who couldn't afford swords but wanted to feel like rich people who had duels. And so they had knife duels and they, they fucked each other up a lot, you know? And, like, you know, they, they did that – uh uh whatever it is, una sangua or whatever, the first first blood, basically, that, that like, um, you know, when anyone gets cut at all, any blood spilt, then we stop the fight, right? And so that's a way to ensure both people don't die, right? So you cut someone anywhere, that's right. a way to survive, you know, survive knife fights. So there's all kinds of exceptions to the stuff I'm saying, but if you're in a life or death struggle, knife on knife, you know, I would guess 80% of the time, it's double mortality, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, I think in the modern day, you know, like this mostly applies to like pocket knives and stuff because those are the things that people carry around a lot to make them feel safe. I don't know. Some people actually carry big old knives. On that the is true. Yeah. You know, yeah. saw, old, saw yeah. a guy. Knife, you know, saw a guy in Dollar Tree buck with a knife. Oh. big old buck knife. knife. Buck yeah. knife. That's the one strapped to the back of his jeans. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Um, it just, I think for for those people and myself included, like. It's just comforting to have the knife, sure. whether or not that's logical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got three knives in my pockets right now. Like, and mostly what they're useful for is opening boxes. That's and what they're awesome cut, at. Cutting the tags off my new pants. Your knife will open way more boxes than bellies. You that's, know, like, that's right. And, and that is And they're useful. fun, like in a fidget spinner kind of way. Sure. You just kind of sure. like flick them out and like, you know. And they're, they're, you know, something you can appreciate, like watches, you know, I have watches and, and, you know, people are like, oh, you know, why do you carry a watch when you got a a phone? It's like, it's not purely utilitarian, right? right? Like there's something else I like about that. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's an aesthetic. And that's true. I mean, knives, there's a lot of times I just look at like knives for a long time and just be like, oh, I need, like, I don't need it. Never, never need it. But I could convince myself by looking at it, how awesome it is. That I indeed should buy that thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. What do you think, just really quickly, about, um, because I've heard this a lot Mm. of people who say, you know, for self-defense, I'm looking for a weapon, but I don't want to have a knife because I'm afraid someone's going to take it from me and use it on me. I hear hear that a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... I think that's stupid logic. Um, so there are reasons why not to carry a knife and why not to use a knife for self-defense. Um, those reasons are really simple. Like um, to a jury, you may look like a crazy person. Um, so, you know, like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Teehee, why do you carry a knife with you all the time? Are you expecting to get in fights? Is that something that you plan to do on a regular basis? Oh, I see this knife. I, I plead the fifth on that. <laughs> I see this knife was made by, you know, this company and they're known to be a cold steel and cold steel, uh, butchers, uh, cattle with their right, knives right. and their videos. And so like, are, is that the kind of person you are? And so like, you can easily get a bad picture painted of you. And so carrying a knife for that reason is, that's a good reason to go like, hmm, maybe I should shouldn't carry a knife. Whereas if you if you carry a pistol legally, um, then you had to go through a process. And so that process is like, you know, when the jury asks you that, it's a really simple answer. Yes, I live in a dangerous neighborhood. I fear for my life. And this situation was proof that it was good that I received the proper training and I carry a, a reasonable firearm that fires the same ammunition as local police use. Local police use the same firearm that I use for this reason. You know what I'm saying? Right, like right. you can yeah. easily defend yourself with a pistol, I think, more easily defend yourself than you can with a with a knife. But um 
it's it's dumb to say that uh, that I don't carry weapons because they're going to get taken from me, unless you just say I'm I'm not. I don't want to ever have to defend myself, I'm and I'm get, just I'm not I'm thinking about get that. I'm not, up and you know, murder. like yeah. like if you're saying like, hey, I'm learning to box because boxing is really the best self defense, um, but I would never carry a knife um, because it would get taken from me. It's like, well, then why wouldn't you spend your time training with the knife so it's it less likely get to get taken away from yeah. you, right? Yeah. Um, so it's just you know everything's situations and and odds, and so like you know. Depending on the situation, a knife is a tool that offers you an advantage that you wouldn't have if you didn't have that advantage, right? Like, I mean, it is it is that simple. Um, so I think that's a dumb thing to say, although I do know why people might say that legitimately just because, like, I, w- I wouldn't worry about defending myself ever. If the police don't come, right. then I just die. And I well, understand people might say I also like feel that. like if that is the—that's uh, just—that's just—that's just poor training on—and— and, they're actually right. So, like, if you do think that that thing is going to get taken from you, yeah, it's going to get taken yeah, from so you. Don't, don't, so don't, don't, don't carry knives. do it. Right. In fact, just and that's what know, I mean by yeah. you know, like then then you just don't care about self defense, right, right. and that's fine. I mean, yeah. there's zero judgment on that. Like, I I totally get it. Like, the problem comes in when you think that you you know care about self defense, um, and then you still are in in that kind of situation where you're like, well, but. If I have a knife, I'm not going to, you know, or you feel more, you know, feel more comfortable banging it out with your hands. So you throw the knife away or whatever you might have to protect you because it's like, well, I feel more comfortable wrestling the ground or punching him or whatever. Right, right, right. Yeah. This is sort of tangentially related again, but I, I, so what would you recommend? I mean, I think I know what you're going to say. Um, for people that don't feel comfortable, because I think there's a lot of people that, that don't feel comfortable carrying a gun and mm-hmm. or live in a place where that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend as a easy to carry weapon? Um, I know you're going to say train with whatever it is, mm-hmm. but what do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't I can't answer this question without first saying the three three little rules, you know, is right. that like um, you have to have a weapon, you have to. Uh, know how to use that weapon and you have to be able to deploy that weapon right so you know you do all the training in the world but you know like say we were talking about guns you do all the training in the world but if your gun's in your safe well then it's useless to you you know you can have a gun on your person but if you don't know how to get it out of where it is then it's useless to you you could have a gun and train to get it out but not know how to use it under stress and it's useless to you you know so like you have to no matter what if you're looking into weapons that's that's what you have to you know how do i use it how do i deploy it and how do i keep it with me um and and uh, legally because remember you're always going to have to deal with the repercussions after it's over right so if you're a regular person who's not going to run and hide from the police if you're not you know you're not taking my advice if you work for the mob right now but (laughs) you know if if you're a normal person then you have to deal with the legal ramifications after so be able to do something use something defensible you know and and the more weird weapon you carry why do you carry nunchucks sir why would you carry nunchucks you know oh you have a flail in the trunk of your car why do you have a flail in the trunk of your car you know so like all that shit's just it's difficult right so make make your life easy um so that's the first thing i would say second thing i would say uh, is um uh, carry the thing that you're comfortable with and have realistic expectations of 
what that is going to do for you, right? So, for example, don't go buy a nine ninety nine stun gun and um, <laughs> carry it in your purse and forget to change the batteries. And the first time you hit somebody with it, they laugh at you and nothing happens, right? So, you know, if you're going to carry a stun gun, you should experience what it's like to have that stun gun used on you so you know firsthand what's happening and that way you can get a good idea and you should also use something that's made by a reputable manufacturer and there is lots of work done to show that like this is what happens when it makes contact in this way right same thing's true with pepper spray or what whatever tool you choose to carry choose the most highly uh you know and it's going to be expensive the most highly reputable company that provides a tool that has lots of research done and experience it yourself right experience what it is yourself to have that tool used on you and you know a, a pistol of course we can't but pistols have a really good track record that you know you can look up the statistics of what nine millimeter does on someone or you know so so you don't have to shoot yourself but you know or like if you're going to carry cut less than lethal right then that's the way you should you should go um honestly my, my my biggest thing, I think, for people who um, are thinking about defending themselves, be ready to run and throw shit and scream, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's shit all around you every fucking place you are. Pick that shit up and throw it at someone and yell and run away from them. And that's what you should be doing. Like, you know, people are like, what should I do in a knife fight? It's like, well, I could tell you all kinds of little weird technical shit about maybe wrapping a, a, your coat around your arm or all kinds of stuff. And, and, you know, if you really wanted to train, then maybe some of that stuff's a really good idea. But basically what's a good idea is pick up anything near you, throw that right. shit and make distance from that Get person. Get a fucking chair. Chairs are awesome. Chairs are one of the bay. greatest tools everywhere. They're everywhere. They've got four spikes on the end. They've got a shield in the middle. They offer you a fuck ton of range. There's usually multiples of them. So you can throw one, grab another one, throw that one, right? So like chairs are badass, right? But people don't want to think like that. And so so that's what you should do. You should throw shit at people and run. That's what you should do. That's my advice. Thank Boom. You. That's a great way to end a podcast, I think, if we're, if we're I don't know what our time is, but. Yeah, I think that's good. I feel like... Oh, yeah, 53 minutes. We're, uh, we're golden. I feel, I feel like throw some shit and run. That's a tagline you can get behind. <laughs> I would put that on our podcast. Yeah. Let's go ahead and thank our patrons who make it possible for us to do all of this great work every week. Thank you so much to Logan Balls to Bones Heinrich. <laughs> oh, Balls to balls Bones is to a bone. wonderful. Man, I love Ooh. Balls to Bones. The Matrix, wow. I think, was the first time I heard that expression. Balls to Bones. Um, because right? that's what the Oracle says yeah, to Neo, yeah, you know? Balls to Bones. But uh, that is a badass saying. I love Balls to Bones. Balls to Bones. Okay. Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, The Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Comouth, Jackie Champagne. Oh, yeah. Jackie Champagne. UC Combat Con is not a decision to be taken lightly. It is one that has to be hit hard or blended with to the highest degree. That is Ooh, correct. Very nice. Brad V, Yero Madrona. I'm Maury Hayueshba, and I approve this message. Very good. Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Libations and Lee Aldrich. Oh, Libations, libations and, Lee. and Lee. I like that. Uh, Tommy Sib, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Fran, sometimes I pay attention, Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Grant Templin, and Lenny Aguna. Perfect. So is it, is it, I'm wondering, uh, from Ben Aldrich, if it's, uh, if it's, uh, libations and lee l-e-e -E, like bruce lee or libations and lee l-i like bruce lee the right. imitator of right. bruce, bruce lee, lee who it's l-i or jet oh yeah I that's hot l-i is 
Oh, oh, it could Jet be Jelly. Oh, but I yeah, think yeah. it's Bruce Lee, yeah. the, the imitator. Yeah, yeah, that's hot. I like that. That, that provides more fun movies to watch. <laughs> we still haven't decided what what I movie. I can't remember. There's the name of this. Uh, I can't remember what it is. There's a series about a, a Japanese um, like samurai cop. And uh, he's he's really well endowed, and uh, mm. uh, it, it's 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 yeah. great to watch. Perfect. Yeah, you maybe mean, I'll find like, that. Well endowed. Well. I mean, like yeah, know, yeah, yeah. He's got a got yeah. large oh, yeah. penis. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, maybe he inherited lots of money. No. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of <laughs> That's how I always talk about my friends who have made lots of money. I'm like, he's well endowed. He's well endowed. <laughs> He's got a no, 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 no. Just a lot of money from his grandfather. He died. <laughs> All right, tip of the week. Whatever you're gonna use for self defense, train with it. Yeah, that's right. And learn how to bonus. Uh, learn how to identify uh, uh, improvised weapons in the wild. There's a bunch of them There's all a bunch over of them. all the time. Uh, get a ball, or uh, a rock, or a pine cone. And just start, throw it around. Yeah, man. I have a throwing class at the school. Um, and it, it, that sounds maybe weird. And, you know, if you were lucky enough to play sports and you understand how to throw stuff powerfully, that's great. But, you know, if you haven't, you should really take time because throwing can be challenging, oh, especially on the fly. You know, like yeah. baseball players are badass. I mean, because they can run all over the field and, and be you know, uh, on target, no yeah, matter accurate. where they go. Yeah. Very accurate. But, um, for, for most people, like you need to do that, especially if you haven't done it since you were like 15, right. you know what I mean? Like throw some and stuff. Especially, uh, both hands. Yes. Left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we made it through another episode we did. without any major, uh, issues, which I appreciate. No one got injured or anything like that. Um, we drank some, some uh, bourbon, some bourbon. Which is always a, a plus in my book. Yeah, Todd Holsey's bourbon's still sitting around. It's, it's made it We're longer getting than through it. Yeah. We're getting through it. Yeah. We'll let you know when we need some more. <laughs> Don't say. Maybe people feel pregnant. Don't I'm say. just kidding. Come Next on. Next time, you could send us whey protein. So we can get our games. So we can bulk up. That's oh, a, that don't point. say that either because like 50 jars right, of no. that giant, those giant things of whey protein are going to show up. It's like, oh, fuck, it's like, we store For the these? next, yeah. Well, you know, we got to get those podcast. podcasting oh. games. Yeah, that's right. Podcasting games. We're going to be lifting as we podcast. That's right. I'm all for that. Well, uh, until next week.